The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy, and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Ally Colbert Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Ali Colbert Show. I am so pleased to have you here today. Um, I have a special treat at the start of this episode. We have received an incredible submission for new intro music to The Ali Colbert Show from a dear, dear listener, Ken. And I'm going to play the song for you right now. podcast scroll to your name and hit play i mean i am blown away by that song i think it is so i don't know why i want to use this word but it's so dear really it's so darling it's so darling that podcast intro and i love it and i'm honestly i i am considering making that the the intro song i I just adored it so and uh, you know, that being said, it's kind of inspired me to just like open up the submission box. And, you know, if you guys, gals have a song that, you know, you play the guitar, or you're humming something yourself and you think this could be a great intro to the Ali Colbert show, then you know what? Go for it. Doesn't have to be a sophisticated file. Pull it out on your phone, record it and send it in. And uh, not only will I play it on the show, but maybe maybe we'll find a new intro song this way. I think it's time for a new intro song. I think the show might might have a good uh, good option from one of the Colbertos, one of the Diaper Dykes. And I I would love nothing more. 
So send in a, a song, you know, even if it's just an idea, like this can be a collaborative process. Not everyone's going to be as good as Ken, but send it in. I really enjoyed it. By the way, I also got this voice memo to the uh, the voicemail line, which, by the way, the voicemail line is 833-722-5546. That's 833-722-5546. And we got this call, and I want to address this because it sounds like people are confused. <laughs> Okay, I just listened to your show like I do every week because I fucking love you. Here's all your gratitude and likes that you want. You're the fucking best. You're the best little mad Jewish dyke there ever was. I don't know where the fuck you want me to comment, though. I'm trying to do what you tell me to do. I'm trying to be a good little bottom bitch. But I listen on Spotify, and I... I'm trying to figure out how you comment on a podcast on Spotify or rate it or whatever. I Am I a fucking grandma? I don't know. I'm a millennial. So at this point, I, I don't even know. I can't keep up with new things. So is it on Apple Podcasts? Is it on your Instagram? What are you wanting me to comment on? I will do whatever you want. You're funny. I love you. Five stars. I love my community of bottoms. Um, I'm so proud of all of you. Thank you for reaching out and for taking that leap and asking a question. So on Spotify, it's true. You cannot comment on Spotify. Spotify is a place to just give five stars and subscribe. On Apple Podcasts, you have the opportunity to comment. And I urge you all to take it. That being said, keep sharing. And I'm loving the voicemails. So call in. Next week's episode, I will do some some questions to some emails at the Allie Colbert Show at gmail.com. Questions, confessions, whatever you want, I'll take them. Um for next week's episode. This week, it's a steamy episode. I mean, it's hot. It's fun. We had to open a window, Marshall and I. We have Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Bronwyn, she uh, was a real housewife. And it's all her story about separating from her husband, realizing she's gay, coming out, and the secret behind her 10-minute orgasms, if there really is a secret, and kind of all of the steamy sort of sexual affairs and... Uh, romantic explorations she goes on. I loved it. It was so fun. And I have to say, we we stand a lady who is leaving a man for a woman. And I, I love people in their marriages exploring their sexuality. We love to see it. So enjoy this episode. And uh, let's hear your music. So you started following me on Instagram. I did. Tell me, how did that come about? So my ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend, Alexis, did your podcast. Yeah. And Chris calls me. She's like, and she said this and this, and I don't like this. I'm like, okay, first of all, slow down. Because we got in a huge fight when you did Alexis's podcast. So why? Because she was she said she'd never talk about me. And then she did. And so I was like, Oh, she Alexis said she would never talk about you. No. Chris said she never would. Chris said she would never talk about you. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is just the lesbian podcast circle of life. Like, you get what you give. So so Chris then went on Alexis's podcast and talked about you. Yeah. Sorry, that's the one of the biggest diamonds I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank um, you so much. It's on the other hand now. And so she called me and she's like, and she said this and it wasn't true. I'm like, okay, well, let me listen. Let me. And it was, it was all very What nice. did she say? It was nothing like. I no, don't, let's get into it. She. 
just like about their relationship and stuff. Okay. And it was obviously when you break up, we all have our own opinions of why things went south. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. And I yeah. was like, this is not, she didn't say anything wrong. This is fine. Like, calm down. She's like, okay, fine. Okay. So she, <laughs> so, and then, right. And I thought that was fascinating that she was like, Chris was elect, one of Alexis's like first serious kind of like girlfriend's wall in her relationship with her husband. Right. And was this not also the case for you that she was your first like more serious relationship while you were married to your husband? Well, Sean and I were we were we weren't together anymore, like in a biblical sense. So yeah. Chris was my first female girlfriend. Okay, so are you st- you're still married though, right? Mm-hmm. Legally. Okay, we got to get. So your story, I mean, it's very interesting. I think it should be inspiring for many people. Tell me, like you know, this beginning of kind of coming out and what that was like. I think a lot of people think all of a sudden I woke up and was like, oh my God, I'm gay. And that's not how it is at all. I I knew I was attracted to women my entire life. Mm -hmm. When I met my husband at 18, he knew physically I was more attracted to women. I'm 44. So growing up, there was no lesbian role models that I identified with. There was no way that I could put having a family and being with a woman in the same category. It just didn't exist. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Adoption wasn't legal. Marriage wasn't legal for LGBTQI plus people. IVF was still very new. Like, I don't even know. When I met Sean was right around the time that it was becoming a thing. So this wasn't same-sex couples having the happily ever after family with white picket fence wasn't what I was seeing. Of course not. And I was a latchkey kid. I wanted that family. And so... As much as I was attracted to women in a sexual way, I wanted the stability of a husband and a family. And, yeah. And that was enough for me. So for a very long time, it was enough. I would have babies. I would cook dinner. I would do, you know, mommy me classes. And then every now and then I would have a crazy weekend in Vegas or Miami. And that was sort of enough. Mm-hmm. But even those years when I was with Sean, you know, we would have the occasional threesome. A lot of times just me and her. And when my eyes were closed, I always was fantasizing about women. Yeah. But I still did not think I was gay. I thought I was bi and that was fine. And this is how I was going to live my life. Yeah. And um, I did. The second time I tried to get sober, I went to Mexico and I did Ibogaine. It's, Ibogaine. It's sort of like ayahuasca. It's a journey, a vision journey. Yeah. Um, and it helps with sobriety. And I remember coming back from that trip and telling Sean, I want a relationship with a woman. Because although I had sex with women, I hadn't had a relationship with one. Yeah. And oh God, isn't that the best? What? A relationship with a woman. I mean, it, it, it okay, has a- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you say I want a relationship with a woman. Because, you know, you're coming out of this journey where like if anyone's ever done ayahuasca or ibogaine or any of these things, you know, you get a lot of clarity. Yeah. And we kind of talked about it and then we never did. And then we just had the twins and it was like, okay, well, enough of that. Mm-hmm. And so during the pandemic, I got sober. Mm-hmm. I was reading Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sitting there in my bedroom and like looking around like, oh my God, how does this, how does this lady know me? Like mm-hmm. she's in my head. And fast forward. God, I'm, that is wild. It, it was. And like Glennon, I mean, I have her, one of the chapters tattooed on me because that book was so impactful. Fast forward, I'm trying to stay sober. I don't have a program. Mm-hmm. My best friend starts quarantining with me. 
she had been sober for 19 years and was like my sober companion. Got it. And I'm falling in love with her. No. And like, it is a, it is just this, and we're all trapped in our homes. So if she's your best friend for 19 years. Are no, you, she was sober for 19 years. Sober for 19 years. She's your best friend for how long? It'd been about a year. And ha- were you always kind of harboring feelings? So yes, but I didn't know it at the time. So yeah. looking back, I have had these intense friendships with women mm-hmm. my whole life. Me too. Where I'm like, hi, like even I've even called girls that I was friends with when I was in junior high that I'm still friends with. Like, okay, I low key was in love with you and I didn't know it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You like light up when they're there. Like you have really intense like exchanges. They feel like the center of the universe. And then you're like, oh, I'm gay. I and so I didn't realize it. And then we started having. So keep in mind, it's the, the pandemic. Yeah. So we're doing some trips to like friends' vacation homes that are empty, driving together, you right. know, uh-huh. spending more time together. Our children are spending time together. And then there comes a time where she's like, basically, I want you to leave Sean and be with me. And I was like, no, oh, really? Okay, I can't do that yet. And is she married? No, she was a single mom. Is oh a single God. mom. And I was scared. I mean, I was scared shitless. But did you hook up first? We We kissed and that was it. Was that electric? It was a lot. It was like opening a door to something that I'd kept shut for, at that point, 42 years. I mean, it so was So how like, does that kiss come? Does she initiate? The first one, no. It was like, it was coming. We had been in the pool for a long time, touching each other, caressing, like not crossing that line, but not not crossing that line. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been a girl's trip, but a couple of them had left. So just been the two of us for a while. And it was sort of like, the inevitable end to like something. Um, yeah. And then we all went on a road trip together. And during that road trip, it was it was pretty platonic. We yeah. held hands. You know, it was it, it was a relationship, but not a physical one. And on the road trip, we were a couple. And then we get to the montage mm-hmm. at the end of this trip. That's where we end it. Mm-hmm. And in the second we get there, and keep in mind, we're in the middle of nowhere during a pandemic on the road. We get to the montage, and one of the first things someone says to me is, oh, Bronwyn, I'm such a fan. And I'd been holding her hand, and I dropped it. Oh, fuck. Because I wasn't out. Yeah, conditioning, everything. a married Attention. woman with seven children. And she looked at me, and she's like, I'm not your fucking mistress. And she flew home. And that's Whoa. sort of how that whole thing ended. And even Right that, there. Yeah. And we don't, we don't speak. Like, occasionally, I'll run into her at, like, because our kids are the same age. We don't make eye contact. We don't speak. She's like, take me off of your Instagram. I'll never mention her name. Like, it it was that. But she left. And here I am at the montage. I have a beautiful suite. So I mm-hmm. called Sean and Jacob. I said, why don't you guys fly down? Like, we should enjoy this. So Sean comes down. Yeah. Sean and I have this amazing conversation at dinner where I say, hey, I want us to have an open marriage. Great. I want to date other women. Even though this relationship isn't going to work out, I want to, I want to pursue a, a relationship with a woman. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I understand. And <laughs> and that was the last time Sean and I made love. We went back to the, the suite. We made love that night. In a way, it was this beautiful goodbye. So I cried. He cried. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Oh, you felt like it was the end. I knew it was. So then why ask for the open relationship and not a divorce? Keep in mind, I've been with him since I was 18. So it's a, it's a slow letting go. It's like we're codependent on crack. Like I wasn't ready to di- get divorced, you know? Yeah. It just, it, it was a, it, we, yeah, I wasn't quite ready. We were dealing a lot with our second daughter, Rowan. She was going through a lot of emotional issues. There was just a lot on our plate. We're still in a pandemic at that point. Right. <laughs> like, right. not like we're going, either one of us is going anywhere. Right. There was just a lot going on. I'm newly sober. So it just wasn't the time, but 
Lo and behold, then we fly back home. I find out, and he should have told me at this freaking. And is he wanting to see other people? When he you already say had been in my bed while I was on that trip. <laughs> really? So, and like, was I, that allowed at the time? No. So that was cheating. Yes. I, but at the same time, you're you know caressing in a pool. Yes. So, but you know. So at that dinner, fine. he didn't mention any of this. My nanny actually had to come. I remember she's shaking and crying. Like your husband had another woman in the bed. I could hear them. The nanny. And like my housekeeper was pissed because these women have been in my home helping me with my children for years. Right. They feel loyal. And he's trying to deny it. And they're just sit, like, they're just like, what? Like, he's denying it to you. To me. After you say, listen, they said so. I'm like, our nanny and our housekeeper are not going to put their jobs on the line to make this up. Like, why was a woman here at six in the morning? He's like, oh, she came over early to do yoga. Yeah, please. It's always the yoga teacher. And I'm like, no, no. It's like, no, but... Whatever. I kicked him out. It was like in pure housewife style. I just threw all his shit in front of the house. But did you did you have and I get that. And but did you have some empathy knowing I'm not even really into him sexually I, at this point? I didn't at the moment because he had a truth. Two reasons. One, he had that opportunity with this amazing, truthful dinner. Mm-hmm. He, you're, you're saying he should have come clean. He should have told me then. Mm-hmm. And two, I had I love sex these with rules. him. Yeah. I had sex with him after he had sex with someone else. And that to me was like, that's you don't do that. Right. Like, that's a health issue. Like, you don't have sex with me. Right. If you just fuck someone else. Yeah. In your house. Like, in my house, my kids were there. Your kids were she there. She with my baby. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Wait, how old are your youngest? You have a baby? At the time, she, well, I call her the baby. She's four now. She was two how at the time. How do you have a four-year-old? You look, I, I don't understand. Okay, so there's an egg and a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I'm just like, I can't believe you all have a four-year-old, too. Yes. Wow. Okay. It's like, I feel like you're like 20 and then you're, I don't know. Okay. I have a 22. I know. 20. Seventeen nine nine seven four. Wow. Yeah. You have a whole team. Yeah. I'm it's world domination. I'm trying to take over one liberal rainbow child at a time. So that's a joke. I'm kidding. Getting laughs. It's just a podcast, <laughs> so they're delayed. They're in their car. They're laughing. Okay. You're um, crushing. You're crushing. So I just people are like groom or groom. I'm like no, not really. I just have a very <laughs> offbeat sense of humor. So, <laughs> anyways. All hell breaks loose with our second daughter. I'm like, whatever we're dealing with, come home. We're going to handle this together. Like, we're a family. Okay. I know I threw your stuff on the front front lawn, <laughs> but please pick it up and come back. <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to finger people. Uh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's how I met Chris. So, I was so pissed yeah. off at him. My, is this your type, Chris, by the way? I have such a type. She that's is my the type. type. It is. I mean, so Noella, my best friend at the time, set up a fake Tinder account. She, yeah. That's how I met Chris. The first time she walked in, it was at Noella's house. And I saw her and I was like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. Her pictures don't do her justice. She's one of those people that's more beautiful in person. Mm-hmm. She is beautiful. And I'll never forget, she shows up and we're together. We're in the pool. And there was this moment of, I can kiss her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Like. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. That's so fun. It is. Like, even now it's been two years. And even now I still like when I'm with someone new, like, you're so cute. Because I'm like, I can do all the things. Oh, my God. It is so exciting. It is. I still, I mean. It's like fantasy play. I love, I love having sex with women. Yeah. Well, we have to get into that, too. But so at this point, so then what's going on? Your husband's living with you. You're dating Chris. Yeah. And that's what's going on. And Chris is hanging out with the family. She yeah. hangs out with Sean. That's her. She loves to do that. Yeah, that's her. That's she loves married women with children. But that like, has to be her kink, right? It's her way of she just saying not attached. Yes, exactly. And that kind of worked for us for a long time. This is like around, you know, 
So then I'm hanging out with Chris. We have a couple romantic weekends away. Do you have different bedrooms with Sean at this point? Oh, yeah. We, and is I, he dating people? Not at this point. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is all pandemic. Okay. So, well, I mean, he had the girl in my room. Right. But besides her, no. Yeah. And so then a photo gets leaked to TMZ mm-hmm. of me at a restaurant with Chris, like the day after we had spent the night up here in LA. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of at a crossroads. TMZ's like, look, we're not going to run this. We're going to give you the grace to share your story yourself. Mm -hmm. But we have this photo and someone else will too. Mm -hmm. And so I remember thinking, okay, what do I want to do? And at the time, Bravo wanted me to go to People or Us Weekly. I'm like, I I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Let's call Glad. I love Anthony Ramos. Let's do the story with him. Okay. So we, we we did the coming out story. I had never said the word lesbian. I'm a lesbian mm-hmm. in my life. And I remember I'm filming this thing on a Zoom, obviously, because pandemic. And like, I spilled my water down my shirt. We had to redo it. I was so nervous. I wasn't ready to come out yet. Yeah. I had just come out to my, my husband, a couple close friends, and my older children. But like, even my mom hadn't, didn't know. Yeah. And so. What is their response? Which, who? The, your, your family, your children, you know, your husband. Sean knew, you know, we've had these conversations over the year. He wasn't too surprised. I think he thought it would be like the other times where I would just date someone, sleep with them, and then come back to him. Yeah. I think that's really what he thought. The older kids, like Rowan's pan, Jacob is gender fluid. So my kids were like, whatever, you do you. I don't want to hear about your sex life, obviously. Yeah. But like, uh, they're fine. Yeah, with amazing. different, you know, Rowan has has had like plural relationships before, so... This isn't breaking any boxes for them. Yeah. My oldest daughter's a little more conservative. Okay. Interesting. She, she was just like, Mm-mm, I don't want to hear anything. No. Okay. And, I, and I respect that. Yeah. You know, that was fine. My mom, when I came out to her, I was like, hey, mom, I'm gay. I have a girlfriend. And she was like, that makes so much more sense. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So you do yeah. this, you say, I'm going to do the story with Glad. Yes. And so I do my, you know, coming out story. And I'll never, the day it aired... They were coming out with it. I remember I was actually on a hike with Chris. And I remember thinking, maybe no one will see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, maybe no one will notice. People might not care at all. And that obviously that's not what happened. Right. And then. Wow. And I would imagine it would be intimidating to come out when you're in like a group of like, like a housewife group. Because like I always had this fear of coming out when I was in my sorority. Because it's like a group of girls where like a lot of the conversation is just couched in like we think we totally understand each other's identity i don't know how it is but i'm projecting that but are they supportive is that daunting to you that the women i worked with were very unsupportive i had just said i was an alcoholic that year yeah and they were like no you're not you're making it up for a storyline yeah great now it's like i'm having this relationship with my friend which it's a small town so they all know something's going on like people talk newport is small and so on camera they're like bronwyn you should tell us don't you like eating raw fish isn't that your thing and i was like I remember looking at the producers like, that's awful. Are we really allowing this? Like, are we allowing these homophobic microaggressions right now? Like, are we? Okay. Oh, we are. Okay. Yay. Yeah. No, it was awful. It was, it was awful to the point where I was, I wouldn't show up for different events. I was like, I'm not going. I'm leaving early. I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. Terrible. I'm trying to stay sober. Yeah. I just came out at 42, which this is a lot. And no one here is giving me one ounce of grace to some really big things. And we're surviving a fucking pandemic. Right. <laughs> like, lots going on. People have, like, one one moment of kindness, and they couldn't. I mm. mean, they're really—I had a— 
Now, would that have been the case on all the shows? No. If I had been on New York, would it be different? Absolutely. Those women are very open-minded. They're cool. Yeah. Orange County, it was like a I bunch of- I didn't like how they treated- uh, Trump supporting- Barbara know. for a minute. She said she was yeah. bisexual. Barbara's one of my good friends. And then, but I thought they kind of, they didn't get that. No. And I think, I think that it's becoming more prevalent with like your generation, obviously. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, Ramona was really rude about it. She's out of it, though. Yeah. And so, and Barbara's cool. And Barbara's had amazing relationships with men and women. Right. You right. Know, she's a cool woman. And I have a lot of respect that she was said that because I remember watching that episode and yeah. they made it into something like salacious. Totally. I mean, it's funny. We were talking about those intense female friendships. I, as a closeted lesbian growing up, I was like, Bethany and Jill are fucking. <laughs> I was like, they spent way too much time. Like, you know, Bethany, I don't know if you know her. Bethany's I one don't. of these people, though, that she has intense friendships and intense fallouts. Yes. And I'm like, that's a queer thing. Like her and Carol being so entangled and then have, having this sort of devastating breakup. Bethany, by the way, has top energy. I'm like, you, you're definitely, something's going on. There must be something. This, is, this see, is a complete conspiracy. Yeah, part. no, I see what you're saying, though. I mean, I know Jill. Yeah, no, you're right, because that is how my female friendships have been. You know, you, you feel, like, really connected, and then there's some sort of, like, emotional fallout, and you're, like, hurt over it, and Bethany yes. kind of has this, like, BDE, and I'm like, I feel like you just need to, like, like, she was so upset with Carol. She, like, wanted, she's one of these women that, like, Wants I'm never going to look at that. I'm never going to look at it the same ever again now. No, right? yeah. like, she like wants to be closer to Carol. And Carol's like, it's too much. Like I have boundaries. And, and what, what I'm seeing is that Bethany just like wants to fuck Carol. I, they'd be a really cute couple. I think they would be a really <laughs> cute couple. Okay, so your your housewives, though, they're they're not as supportive. No. But, but how disappointing, by the way. I know it could have been it could have been great. You know, it yeah. would have been a great thing to kind of show the journey of someone coming out. You know, and here I am, the first gay housewife, and they're like, "See ya." Keep in mind, I was I was difficult to work with at the end because I was like, "I'm not going to show up and be yelled at anymore." Like, I'm done. Yeah, we should have had you with Denise Richards. Like, I God, throw us a bone. I, <laughs> now that would have been fun. I know she hit on everyone at BravoCon but me. <laughs> <laughs> Please, like, let's do a little spinoff of that. I was like, that would be amazing. I was actually talking to Brandy yeah. I, the other day, and I was like, the reason I didn't want to. I mean, the way they handled you and Denise was so rude. So disgusting. It was. What, where, what year are we living in? Exactly. I was like, I don't want that. I know. Can we normalize female relationships, please, and not make them into something like salacious? I, I want to do like a vacation house. You, Bethany, Carol, Denise. Like, I think we should just have like a fun sort of progressive. We, we can't have the Ramonas there. We have no. to kind of lose the dead weight. That would be so fun. So you you end up breaking you and Chris break up. Yeah, we I mean we broke up. We stayed friends. We stopped being friends with benefits when she started dating Alexis. Mm. Oh, interesting. When she told me that they were dating, I was like, you know what? I'm starting to have feelings for you, like uh-huh. real ones. Uh-huh. I know you really like this girl, so I'm just gonna kind of step back and give you space to to do this without making like I was getting jealous. Yeah. And beforehand, because we always had something, it was always open. And uh-huh. this was the first time I was a little bit jealous. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling jealousy. It's time to, to step away. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I talked to her for, I don't know, like maybe six, seven months while they were together. What? I'm surprised she wouldn't be like, oh, I'll do anything for you. Who? Chris. She did. But I wanted her to be happy. No, but she should have dropped Alexis for you. She, she really liked Alexis. And I was Wrong starting to have feelings for her. Yeah. And I didn't want to have feelings for anyone yet. I'd just come out of a 20, at that point, 25-year relationship. 
So I wasn't ready for like feelings. Wow. But I that's want, like the first thing that like is going to happen to you, right? When you start dating women for the first time, it's like the floodgates. You're like, I'm going to fall in love so hard. Well, that's what happened with Victoria. Okay. So when does that, when does that begin? <laughs> that, that whole thing. So, okay. So all this is happening. I'm let go from the show. Mm-hmm. Sean and I are like trying to co-parent and then, and keep the kids in the same house. But we're always together. I go to New York for fashion week. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the red carpet and E says, what's new in your life? I'm like, I'm moving to New York. Mm-hmm. I had put no thought into that statement. None. I was just like, I'm going to manifest this motherfucker. I am moving to New York. I'm doing it. Because mm-hmm. sitting alone in an apartment in Orange County when Sean's with the kids, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like, I've, there's like, I've dated every gay woman already. I dated Fernanda, who was also in Orange County Housewives. Mm-hmm. That blew up. Because that blew up when Chris did Alexis's podcast and found out I was dating them at the same time. And I was like, oh, wow, you're allowed to date. Well, no, because my arrangement with Fernanda was yeah. I would tell her if, if anything's serious. Yeah. Chris knew everything. I'm like, it wasn't serious with Chris. Whatever. Yeah. Live and learn. Yeah. So, I mean, I was I did, I did some messy things. I'll admit. I like showed up to two, with two days. Like in the beginning, I, I was a messy. little. It's I messy. was a little messy. You're allowed to be messy. I was like a kid in a candy store. I want all the flavors. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I, I I make it happen. I go to New York mm-hmm. and I'd been there for about a month and mutual friends were like, oh, we met this girl. And that, it was Victoria. And the first time I saw her, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God. She, and I will say, even now we're not speaking anymore, hands down the most beautiful woman in the world for me. Oh my God. Like if the universe made a woman for me, it was her. Wow. And I saw her, she met me in front of Jane's carousel. And I was just like, I will do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Really? Just like touch me. (laughs) Wow. That is so amazing. And we had the best first date. It lasted seven days and we were kind of inseparable. Like I obviously I was flying back and forth. Yeah. But whenever we could be together, we were. And I fell, I mean, I fell madly in love so hard, so fast. Oh, that is, uh, I, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. It's like the first time you're seeing in color. That's, That's exactly how I say it's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, isn't it? It's crazy. It's like you've been in like an extra in a movie about your life the whole time. You're finally like meeting the main character. You're like, yes. fuck, this is insane. And you just, you're the, totally addictive. And I think a lot of people think, oh, you're gay. And they think it's just about the sex part of it, but it's not. No, it's everything. It's the connection. It's feeling like you found your home. Yeah. And I mean, just ever. I remember when I first came out, my first relationship with a woman, I was like thrilled to just be able to do like everything with a woman. Yes. I got to take a bath with a woman. You got to sleep next to a woman. Like grocery shopping. Everything. It's just like she she made every normal mundane thing. Magical. Magical. Oh, yeah. My lesbian heart. It's like, it's, it's I just really feel that. Like walking down the streets of New York, holding her hand. Or, oh, sometimes she'd have to go to work. She's a model. And I'd meet her at the end of her shoot. And I would see her. And I would just be like, oh, oh, life is so good. Oh, my God. You There was a quote where you said that you guys were having sex 10 times a day. Mm-hmm. And that you would have 15-minute long orgasms. Yeah. So, okay. The 10 minute, the 10 <laughs> times a day, I think any new lesbian's like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're not getting out of bed for a while. So, I have only, for the most part, I had never known there was this place inside my body. Yeah. There is. I didn't know. I didn't know. Victoria Mm -hmm. found it. Turns out a lot of lesbian women know about this. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. There is this 
place that she- A G-spot? I guess, but I, I thought I knew what that was. This yeah. Is, whatever this girl did, Yeah. it was amazing. So the first time we were in the shower in Puerto Rico and it just kept going and going. And after like 15 minutes, I fell to the ground and I looked up to her and I said, I will give you whatever you want. But like I couldn't move. Oh my, and what is this? Is this is from fingering? Yeah. So it must be like a G spot thing. It, it must, but it's but one I've never. For 15 minutes? Or, come on, like, let's be real. Is it an orgasm? There's a break. It's an orgasm. No, it just, you know, that, that moment right before that climaxy thing that. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. It just stayed for 15 there. minutes. Yes. That is insane. It was. And there was a couple, one is she put me like on the counter. Mm hmm. Or like Jesus it, Christ, this is hot. Like it, there was these certain positions she would put me in. Right, there was one in where she put me on the counter, and like, oh God, open up a window in here, Marshall. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I'm like squirming. Like, I didn't know. I have heard like that terms like female ejaculation. She's a squirter. Yeah, I didn't understand any of this was real. You did, and it was you. It was, and like she would turn me. I was like a faucet. Holy shit. <laughs> like the things that she did to my body, I didn't know. Were, and at first I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, oh my God. Ah! She's like, chill, just go with it. And she taught me to love my body. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so turned <laughs> Like, and I will say like, for everything that she did, she made me so comfortable. Yeah, right. On because her kitchen counter. <laughs> holy, she made me comfortable on her kitchen counter is the name of the episode. So do you... Are you like someone who you're like, I like to be like, dumb, like I like yes. to be topped. I'm, I am a bottom 100%. Throw me against the, the wall. Turn me around. Tell me what to do. I will do whatever you want. Wow. I think like I'm in control of so much of my life. I have seven children. I do that. Like I'm always thinking. Wow. When I'm having sex with someone. Yeah. I don't want to think. I want to do exactly what you tell me to do. And I will do it. Well, like Vic, Vic would send me homework. She'd be like, okay, watch this and this. And I was like, okay. And do you like a strap on? <laughs> I never have used one. Whoa, you've never used one? Mm -mm. That's impossible. To, I can't believe that. I've never used one. Wow, someone should. Um, so, so I can't say no or yes. And why does this relationship fall apart? I thought it sounds too good to be true. Exactly. It was too good to be yeah. true. Wait, what, what, do you want more with her? Did she want more with you? No, it just, it, it as I got to know her, I think in the beginning, I was just so madly in love. There was so many red flags and I just took them and made them into macrame and like hung them on the mantle. Mm -hmm. um, and things that weren't adding up and things that didn't make sense and stories that weren't true. Yeah. And over time, I kept, I kept ignoring them. Mm -hmm. Things would happen that most people would run for. But like, it was sort of the cycle. She would be very cruel and very mean. But then when she was nice, she was super nice. I'd be like, okay, you know, she's I love you, baby. I love you, bunny. And I'd just like, okay, okay, I'll give it another try. And it was just a very toxic, unhealthy relationship. Yeah. And if you had told me I would ever be in a relationship like that, I would like, that would never happen to me. I would never be one of those women. And here I was in one. Yeah. And it just got, it got, it got to a point. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't get out of it because I just loved her so much. But then I found out some work trips she took weren't work trips. And I'm like, that's why you didn't want me calling you. And that's why you screamed at me when I yelled at you or you screamed at me like when I texted you. And I learned that some of these things are I was like, hey, is this happening? She's like, you're so jealous. Mm. I wasn't. I, you're insane. You're making it up. You're jealous. I was like, no, I'm not. And then I found out from other people, including the people involved, that all these things I thought were happening were. And were you exclusive? We were. And I had said to her, do you want to be open? 
because I, I knew something was going on. Like I'm not, I didn't want to see it, but none of it was adding up. Right. And then some things had happened. I think she forgot too that people knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So I would get like photographs of her with someone else. And right. people like, I've seen your girl with another girl. And I was like, oh, that's, and I'd try to call her out on it and she would have excuses and go, it would go south. And then it was insane. It was just a lot of insanity. You know, she's 14 years younger than me. Yeah. And I think those are important 14 years. But eventually I just did no contact because I know if I see her, it's like I, I am powerless over her. She, and also keep in mind, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Totally. She is like my, was my drug of choice. Yeah. The highs were high. The lows were low. But like I wanted that fix. And oh, so, God. It's really a rush. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I mean, and she knew just how to get me. So here I was at home because we were living together, mm-hmm. you know, buying her groceries, watering her plants. And oh, she's, you were living together. Yeah. When you would go to New York. Yeah. And so, and then she'd be off on these adventures and it turns out they weren't work. Are Are you looking to like, would you see yourself like marrying a woman one day? Yes, absolutely. And being monogamous. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do better with monogamy. Like I, I love love. I love falling in love. Yeah. Sex means something to me. Yeah. I had a one night stand recently. It was like my first female one night stand and it was great. It was fun. But like, I was like, okay, but I want a relationship. You know, sex yeah. without feelings. Well, you have to be very into the person. Yeah, like it, it's not my. I like I like feeling. Well, I like. <laughs> you know what I talk about is I like. It's not even that I need to like see a future with the person so much as like, for me, a part of what's thrilling about sex is like all of the build up and like knowing the person wants you and playing that game. I it, I had I met I met someone on Instagram a friend of a friend yeah and we've hung out a few times we haven't slept together yet but we're going to be in Miami but we're going to sleep together in twelve days oh my and god I'm so excited like that's the best the build up the sexting like all of it it's like I think it's going to be really good oh my god I'm so excited for you like I yeah and so we're like okay you can't play with yourself you can't touch yourself you can't come till we see each other and it's like and like. But I'm alone. I'm my vibrator's my best friend. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. love that little thing. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. All right. Oh my god, you're, this is such a fun. <laughs> you're having such a fun moment. I feel like it's fun. It is. Fun. This is so exciting. You know, it's like okay, I'm not gonna. I feel like this is like adolescence. I am like a teenager. Yeah, because you didn't. You didn't have that for like. No, I am listening to Taylor Swift on repeat right now, uh-huh. and I am. I never got it before. I'm like, I don't get it. Oh my God, she speaks to my soul. We cry together. We sing together. I'm like, I understand Taylor Swift for the first time in my life. Have you watched The L Word? I mean, The L Word was, I used to watch it when I was like a straight married woman Uh with the door closed. You're like, this is bad. Like, and if Sean would walk in, I'd pause it. What? What? Uh Like, I watched The L Word when it came out Uh and it was like my dirty little secret. Yeah. Like, I watched it a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. I uh, remember wa- trying to watch it on my family television when I was growing up and then having to like clear it from the search bar because I didn't want them to be like, what's this? Is she a lesbian? Right. Yeah. Which now, obviously, if you haven't watched The L Word, it's for everyone. It's just a great show. Yeah. But, but it speaks to, you know, cult- the lesbian culture in a way that like other things, I didn't have any other shows, you know? That I mean, there is a lot that I've probably learned from that. Yeah. I went to the GLAAD Awards this year in LA and I uh-huh. got to meet so many of the original cast. And I, I was just like, you changed my life. Who's your biggest celebrity crush? Ruby Rose and Brit Nell. Okay. Yeah. You have a type. I have a type. Wow. Like if I showed you the girls, because a lot of the girls I've dated, there's uh-huh. some that have made it out there, but a lot of them haven't. 
I have a type. Like, wow. It is yeah. hilarious. Well, I love that androgynous, masculine, that haircut. Uh-huh. But like beautiful. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. I totally get it. Oh, I am putty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the, What's your type? Well, it's funny. My, very feminine. My un- untamed had an interesting role in my story with my fiance because she, my fiance, when we met, she's 34, never dated a woman before. And she read Untamed. And she told me to read it. I had already been dating women forever. And we had this like love affair that started. And that book sort of is her recommending that book was what it made made it clear to me that she was like getting curious. Oh, look at you, Glennon. I know. All the little happy I, gay girls because of I you. love Glennon. I, I really love you think her and Abby will last? Yes. You do? I do. I was I got to do Watch What Happens Live with Glennon. I campaigned for her. I was relentless to everyone at Bravo. Like whoever I, hey, have, Glennon, 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 Glennon. Like, and eventually like, oh my God, yeah, fine, fine. Leave us alone. Like, yeah, amazing. I that was, moment when she sees Abby. I know. She's like, I thought I knew her from a different lifetime. It's, it's how I felt when I saw Julian. There she was. Yeah. It's really oh. amazing. Oh, see, I thought I had that with Vic. I did. And I didn't. You'll have it again and again. I had it with a bunch of people. Oh, you'll keep having it. That's what it is to be like a gay woman. You just see women, you fall. Oh, I'm yeah, so, it's beautiful. That. I love that. Thank you for sharing your stories <laughs> and everything. It's really, I love listening. Is there anything else you want to, you want to plug anything? No, I mean, I would love for everyone to look out. I'm doing the cover for Out Traveler for the fall edition. Amazing. They haven't had a female on the cover of Out Traveler in like forever. Wow. So it's a really big moment for lesbians everywhere. Yes. We travel too. We travel too, <laughs> even though it's illegal to be lesbian in some places. No, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. 